The following episode of the Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. It's The Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? I'd say make a run for it. This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. Hello, and welcome to The Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Mr. Gary, and this is episode 223 of our show, covering episode 7 of season 10, Open Your Eyes. Well gang, only one more episode to the mid-season finale! I for one, I really like where the season is going, and I'm excited to see more, so I hope you guys are enjoying it too, and you're along for the ride. I got the big reveal of the Mandalorian pilot spoiled for me, you know, the live-action Star Wars show, but I still haven't subscribed myself. I've been too busy catching up on the Arrowverse DC superhero shows, getting ready for the big crisis on Infinite Earths, you know? I mean, that's when I'm not playing Walking Dead No Man's Land, of course. Anyways, guys, it's time for the housekeeping! Get active and participate with our Walking Dead community. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash walkingdeadpodcast, is pretty active. We have 5,000 plus members on there. We share lots of memes and the big Walking Dead news pieces that come through. Also, comments and emails sent in at twdpodcast at gmail.com or on the Facebook are regularly pulled to be discussed live on the show. Speaking of, we never heard back from our friend Robert Garth for winning his prize, so Rob, if you're listening, check in with us. One more winner randomly picked from our comments will be awarded at the end of the episode. You can join Death Squad Z on the Walking Dead No Man's Land mobile game to play with me, Scott, and our friends. The more of us that play together, the more stuff we get for free, including characters and weapons seen on the show. Like what we do but don't feel like joining in? Go to audibletrial.com dead to get a free audiobook on us. Your free trial can get you Walking Dead content like the Governor series to keep the Walking Dead adventure going on and on and on. Plus, you can cancel any time and you won't owe a dime. Unless you fall in love with it and, you know, decide to have kids with it, and I've done that joke already. But anyways, unless you really like it and decide to keep it, you don't have to owe anything, and you get a free audiobook, and it really supports us a lot. So anyways, guys, if you need an audiobook for free, go to audibletrial.com slash D-E-A-D and check out our friends at Audible. Alright guys, we got a couple of Walking Dead news pieces here. The 
The Walking Dead is one of the best shows on TV yet again in Season 10. Forbes.com, yes, that Forbes, put out an article about how The Walking Dead has had a huge resurgence in quality from last year going into this one, mostly thanks to our new showrunner, Angela Kang. The action is better, character moments are stronger and less gimmicky, and the loss of Rick, while not ideal, gave other characters time to shine and less of a central focus on the show. It's only sad, they wrote, because people aren't returning or starting the show now, even if they hear it's better, because it's already in its 10th season. Uh, my take on that one, I, let's be real guys, this is what I've been saying all along. The show has always been good and always had redeeming moments even when it hasn't been quite at its strongest, but I really think it's hit its stride now. Hopefully the new spin-off next year, Rick Grimes movie in theaters, and other Walking Dead content can bring some folks back. And lastly, Bustle.com reports that there's a Sadiq theory from The Walking Dead that means he's a huge traitor. Which we found out this week, you know, the results of that one, but it was a neat theory. Last week's final shot of Sadiq having lost time and being atop of the windmill points to the possibility he could have been brainwashed, but I don't know. I still thought it was more likely it was just PTSD and survivor's guilt, but that was a really interesting theory, and I kind of halfway butt onto it. Now with the news out of the way, it's time for the main event. The discussion of the penultimate episode of the first half of season 10, episode 7, Open Your Eyes. Now close, close your eyes, close your eyes. Talking Dead. What? Are you ready to go inside the dead? Yeah! Here's some inside info that you can't get anywhere else. Okay! First off, as a little minor discussion point, I love the title. I know, I know, you're talking about a Walking Dead episode, dude. What's the title got to do with anything? Well, The Walking Dead loves their symbolism and double meanings, so yeah, the title is often important. And when there's an interesting point to make about it, and I notice something, I like to bring it up for y'all. The theme of this season has been masks. That's kinda obvious, in many ways. The whispers, just in general, masks. People manipulating one another, you know, like Carol with Daryl, and Carol with everyone, and Negan and the whispers, so I think. Taking off old masks, but people still seeing you as the old you with Lydia and Negan. Wanting to wear a new mask, quote-unquote, to move on like with Aaron and Negan, you get the point. You can apply it in many different ways. And Open Your Eyes as a title works with that theme too. Meaning, open your eyes and see what's going on in front of you. Don't be blinded by old masks with Daryl and Carol. Make sure you see new ones for what they are. Gamma, McCreepy, <laughs> etc. All leading up to the open of the episode, Sadiq remembering again about Alpha and Beta telling him to open your eyes during the massacre. Cool stuff. I mean, a lot to unpack just from a title. I could go on forever, but... Let's touch on what I dug from our main storylines from the episode, and I'm sure Open Your Eyes will probably pop up in the future. My first point? The intro. Guys, guys, I called it! Eugene made a Brita filter! <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it on this one. I like how the intro went though, and it was cool to see the title of the song playing in the intro was titled Come Back Alive, and it had lots of dialogue that actually kind of applied to the episode. Yes, I use captions. Next up. I gotta say, I actually kinda liked Padre Gabe for once. You know, when Carol and Daryl came in with a kidnapped Whisperer, he was obviously upset, and rightfully kinda so, but I liked that he actually stood up for the group against Carol, made sure the prisoner wasn't harassed or injured unfairly, and she actually kinda backed down. You know, she still tried to play her own games on the outside, getting Lydia involved and all that, but she actually listened to Gabriel for a minute there, and that's kinda cool. 
I didn't believe it. I knew stuff was going to happen afterwards, and Carol wouldn't just fully listen to him, you know, and sit by the side. But it was still cool to see. Gabe actually stepped up. After that, he let Carol take Lydia with her? To live with her? I mean, isn't that something the Council and Michonne would also disagree with? But that's neither here nor there, I guess. Side note, in this one especially, I noticed how they were using Denai's filming schedule really well. They mentioned Michonne a few times, they mentioned the Council. Her presence is still felt, even though she wasn't actually on the show for that episode and several of the episodes this season, and I really like that they did that. I also appreciate that Daryl kept the luck rock and made a point to keep it safe, you know, looking at it when he got back to his room. And also, like me, the first thing he'd want to do when he gets home is see his dog. Dog. I also thought it was really cool from Lydia to have the idea to spoil the Whisperer so much that he would spread the descent into the community when he got back. But did you really think that was going to work, Carol? I mean, even Carol being as crazy and unhinged as she is, I didn't think she would expect that to work, but I guess she tried it? Obviously, it didn't. <laughs> the guy's a full-on nutjob who, as Carol put it, swallowed every ounce of Alpha's BS. He wasn't going to fall for nothing. But I gotta admit, the poisoning was a twist. Not that he was poisoned in general. I actually kind of thought that might happen. I thought Carol might actually do that. But McCreepy did it. He blames Sadiq with his lack of composure for packing the bag. But perhaps he's the double agent all along? Yeah, yeah, we find out he is the double agent. But, I mean, still, <laughs> it's really cool. I love the way that all played out. Next, I want to talk a little bit about Gamma's seduction of Aaron. Yes, I know Aaron's gay, and Gamma isn't actually trying to seduce him, but just the terminology, meaning like trying to seduce him to her ways or, you know, whatever. She played it really smart. She was still standoffish, but you could see her crack a few times. And Aaron could notice that too. Obviously, the bread, the mention of babies, the family talk, that hit her hard. I'm hoping it'll lead her to unknowingly use Lydia's plan and spread the word of the community out there, if she's enticed enough and actually gets back to the community, we didn't actually see that happen, but I like how Aaron picked up on her digging for info too. That was smart on his part. And maybe he isn't done being the good guy just yet? Who knows, maybe he'll have a chance to try to help her redeem herself later on or something else. Interesting. Sadiq is having a bit of a rough time. I thought maybe when he rested in Cheryl's room he was gonna wake up to her dead body at his hands, but instead McCreepy was just burying her later on. And I loved that solo drone shot of him walking away from Dante burying her. It looked very solitary, and it was very reminiscent to me of early Rick from Season 1, Alone on the Highway. And then that led to him figuring out about the water supply, which we'll talk about in a second. Next up, though, the uh, second-to-last big scene of the episode, the Lydia of it all. It seemed to work so well. You know, they lost the one hostage they had by mistake, but they can make the plan work with Lydia. And naturally... <laughs> Carol being Carol, she didn't explain what she wanted Lydia's help for and just pushed her too far. The main line that struck me from her, especially in this episode, was Lydia telling Carol, you're just like her, her being Alpha. And it seemed to hit Carol pretty hard. She looked kind of sad riding away with her horse afterwards, and I think even though she was trying to use her, part of her also felt kind of like a motherly vibe, especially when she was mentioning how she wishes she would have just run away with Henry after all, and Carol actually had to agree with her at least then he'd be alive. It really struck Carol that she was compared to Alpha, but I think something else is going to strike Carol, maybe not physically. I think Daryl won't be too happy with her. Not only was he already worried for her well-being, you know, but now that she did this, when earlier in that same episode, the one thing he asked of her was to not involve Lydia. Now not only has she done that, but she drove her away and she's gone too. So yeah, Daryl probably ain't going to be too happy about that. Which leads to our big reveal before the mid-season finale. 
and holy crap. <laughs> I called it earlier on in the episode, you know, when I was watching, it seemed a little too fishy when McCreepy Dante pins Sadiq for the poisoning. You know, it's a little too convenient. But they'd been making him look more and more loony, so I gave it to Dr. McCreepy. But when he came back to apologize for his part with the water supply, I knew he was a traitor. And the reveal was just awesome. The clicking noise Sid kept hearing when he had his flashbacks revealed McCreepy to be the inside man all along making him look and feel worse while sabotaging the community from the inside. The fadeaway of him wearing the mask and it dissipating to reveal his face in the window reflection, and the tension with Sadiq trying to grab his weapon, to the wait in the end. When Doc Dante gets him in a chokehold and says, close your eyes, his tears filling up when he actually realizes that he had to kill someone he considered a friend. Going back to the title yet again, open your eyes, close your eyes, really cool. And I also thought it was interesting that Dante made a point to say, I didn't want it to be you, not like this. Meaning, he knew that most of them were probably going to die and stuff like that. He was obviously doing no good for the community in there, but I think he actually bonded with Sadiq and hoped that he may be able to keep him alive in the end. But, guess that didn't happen. Sadiq's dead. First big death in a while. And very cool and played for maximum tension and build-up and his moments with Rosita in this episode and talking about how he wanted to be a good dad and how that's going to affect Rosita if she heals up. That's big stuff, man. I'm excited. So for an overall review, it was a very action-light, character development, story setup driven episode. You know, before the winter finale, we should have expected this. It's kind of a TWD tradition for the penultimate episode. So, on the surface, it might not be the most exciting episode on the books. No action, no awesome Negan moments, no one-liners or comedy. I mean, little bits of comedy here and there, but nothing to speak of. With that being said, though, I think the season has gotten better and better, and they really laid some exciting framework for the mid-season finale and beyond. Right now, I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10, and that's a pretty high score for a very dialogue-heavy episode. But I gotta reiterate, I really like the character moments and the development, and I'm excited to see where they go from here. Now that we've covered this week's chapter of The Walking Dead story, we're getting close to the hiatus, guys. And you can find many more stories to tide you over with our sponsor, Audible. Use our link, audibletrial.com dead, you get a free audiobook and a free trial from the leading audio content provider. You can find everything from biographies to fiction to comedy specials. It's really awesome, it's great to look at, and honestly guys, even if you just try out the trial, get your one free audiobook, peruse their wares, and cancel it, it still helps us out a great deal. You know, server costs, podcast hosting costs, all this stuff. It costs money and a lot of my time, personally, just to do this. So, I'd really appreciate it if any time you go to audibletrial.com slash D-E-A-D and get your free audiobook and let them know we sent you. Now we gotta talk about the ratings! I forget if I covered the ratings last week or not. I think I got busy with work, so I skipped it. I know I skipped the community segment, which I have next, but... Just in case, episode 5 hit a new series low, guys. It's sad to hear. It had almost exactly 3 million viewers. For clarification, the lowest ratings before this season was one episode of season 1 way back in 2010 that had 4.71 million viewers. It had a 1.0 rating share still, so it didn't dip below 1 on that, on the demographic. An NFL post-show actually beat out the demo just barely with a 1.1, even though it had less viewers, under 3 million, so Walking Dead still won the night on cable. Last week, episode 6 did slightly better. Bonds pulled in 3.212 million viewers and was yet again just barely the second in the demo. Understandable, because it was right behind the season 4 premiere of fan favorite Rick and Morty. However, since it was on Adult Swim later at night, it only scored 2.3 million viewers. So, yet again, The Walking Dead technically won cable for the night. I hope we continue to see this rise a bit in the next couple episodes. Maybe we can end the mid-season with close to 4? 
Wishful thinking, I know, I doubt it, but that would be cool. Alrighty guys, my favorite section, community interaction. Sorry gang, I have a bit to get through here since I missed last week, but it's really important to me to get back to all your comments, and I really want to hear what you guys are thinking, so let's go! First up, on a post asking for theories on episode 5, Nikon's big focus episode, what it always was, Melissa Edmonds Croup wrote, Jeffrey Dean Morgan can do no wrong, and I remember I even commented to her at the time, I was just like, yep. 100% agree. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I love Negan. Yeah. Rick Morales says, Can't wait for Negan to let the cat out of the bag that Lydia is alive and well living in Alexandria. Um, because of my theory, Rick, that I believe I've shared already, and the way he's played things so far, I think he's going to keep that close to the chest and, you know, save that to be a get-out-of-jail-free card that he can spring on them at the last moment. But maybe, maybe he will use that to his advantage earlier on, you know, for a power play. We'll see. Jackie Struna Matthews wrote, I think he'll do what he needs to survive. Like before, I'd like to see him have an arc of proving to be an asset against the Whisperers, which he had in basically the next episode. Brian Kinross wrote, It's time for Negan to meet the Whisperers. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. Tom Sewick wrote, No matter how hard Negan tries to change his life, he keeps getting pulled back in. He tries to do good, but to no avail. Tom, I agree with you on that, kind of, but I don't think he did get pulled back in. I, I think they made it look that way, but I think... Negan took what limited resources and friends he had, which was basically none now, and being kicked out of the community. But I think he's wearing the costume to try to play Alpha and hopefully try to get back to the community or at least, you know, get payback for the community. But we'll see. Only time will tell. And I actually got part of my main idea, aside from, I mean, I already kind of had the idea going in my head, but Jody Richter actually wrote, well, in the comics, he has an agenda. What spoilers? And she PM'd me the spoilers because I don't think I'd actually read that far in the comics, and even if I had, it's been a while. So she wrote that in the comics. Spoilers, if you don't want to hear it, skip a little bit here. Negan was a double agent. Negan went into the Whispers intentionally to try to topple them from the inside and get information for Rick and the gang. We don't know that that is going to happen here, because The Walking Dead likes to change things from the comics and keep it fresh. And they might definitely have their own idea for the series and Negan and where they want the everything to go. So maybe it won't happen that way. But honestly, I, I kind of hope they do a version of that, because I think that would be really cool for Negan and for the show. Courtney, my watch links Russell has the best comment of the night. He's going to kill Alpha, isn't it obvious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. And Courtney, you know, honestly, I hope he gets to. Tammy Kitts just wrote, Yay, he's back! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah, I agree, Tammy. Any bit of Negan and Jeffrey Dean Morgan I get on screen, I, I love it. Mike Anton wrote, I dug it. Mike, I, I gotta agree with you there, buddy. I had a fun time with it, too. Ryan Coomer. People still watch this show? WTF? Ryan Powell. I mean, you're probably in the wrong group here <laughs> if you're gonna be pissy about people commenting about a show that's still on the air that you're part of a fan group for a podcast for. Maybe reevaluate some of your life decisions or just hop back on and watch the show. I definitely think you'll find something fun in there and maybe it'll surprise you. Debbie Bowl broke. He's gonna get rid of that nasty woman and become the hero. Debbie, preaching to the choir, sister. I hope so. I really do. Because I would love to see her get some comeuppance. If Negan plays part of the role in that and becomes re-embraced by the community and kind of used as an anti-hero, I would love it. Next up, just a quick comment. I made a new logo for the podcast and I posted it on the page. We got a bunch of likes for it. So thanks, guys. I really appreciate the support. One thing I tried starting in episode 5 was a TWD VIP of the week poll on the Facebook page. Negan won narrowly, with 51% of the vote over Daryl for this week's episode. How could you not pick Negan? Almost always. Seriously. <laughs> 
But thanks for voting, gang. It was fun to do that, and I'll keep up with that tradition. I also shared a fun meme of Negan from that episode, flossing the zombie to death. Someone photoshopped a guitar in the perfect spot, so it looks like JDM is rocking out, over on, like standing on top of a zombie or something. It looks really cool. Next up, when I asked for thoughts and theories after watching episode 5, Brian Kinross wrote, I'm wondering if Aaron is going to turn into a traitor. Pondering, pondering. <laughs> Brian Kinross also said, Alpha said he could be useful. And I wrote back to him, I actually responded right then. I said, at first, I thought Aaron was in a rut and thinking he could use Gamma as a project to try to give himself some purpose. I think Alpha might actually use Gamma, and maybe he's so disenfranchised, he might actually fall for Gamma. But, you know, now that we've seen a little more on that, doesn't seem likely. I think it was more the former on that one, that, you know, he was in a rut and trying to give himself some purpose by winning over Gamma, but that doesn't look like that's going to happen right now. Melissa Edmonds Croup wrote, I wondered if she meant that she would allow Gamma to be taken in by Alexandria to be an informant. This theory could still actually play out, Melissa. I don't really know for sure. My personal theory is that Gamma and Lydia might make some sort of group together, kind of bond over their mutual hatred of both the groups, I guess. I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Next up, I shared an image with an episode from one year ago as of the day of posting, with Herschel looking out over a sunset with Rick. Yeah, that's right, guys. Rick Grimes' final episode, as of now, aired on November 4th, 2018. A bunch of you liked and shared this one, and that's no surprise. It's not just a stunning image, it's a great moment from the show. And R.I.P. Scott slash Herschel, you'll be missed from the show forever. After a few more cool memes and pictures, seriously, guys, if you're not already on our Facebook page, follow it now. There was a big one. A shot from the scene in episode 5 where Emily Kinney slash Beth's song, recorded by Ryan Hurst slash Beta when he was a musician back in the day, is played in the background. Some comments on the easter egg. Brian Kinross wrote, Is that Beta singing? You guessed it, dude. Yep, it's Beta. Ryan Hurst actually confirmed that. Our friend Joe Peck was nice enough to send in a bunch of info confirming it. Thanks, man. You the best. It was really nice to see all that info laying it out for us. Next up was a fun discussion topic I threw out with a picture of Shane, played by John Bernthal. I wrote, How cool would it be to see Shane interact with folks like Negan, Alpha, and even Eugene? I just thought this was going to be a fun little thing to talk about, but it got a pretty good amount of interaction and some actual kind of anger? <laughs> Jake Anderson wrote, Dude, I miss Shane the most out of any character in The Walking Dead, comic and show. Rick killing him was necessary for the story and all, but in an alternate universe, I'd love to see Rick and Shane work it out and team up against the Governor, Whisperers, Negan, all of it, but with Rick and Shane as best buds. I feel you there, Jake. Like that scene in uh, Rick's final episode, where Shane was mostly just normal and cool and it was like they were good old friends again in the cop car, that was really cool to see. And yes, I would love to see a reformed Shane somehow. I know they could never do that now, but that would have been cool to see. Especially if he still had moments where he went kind of unhinged, you know, and could kind of go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the crazies like Negan and Alpha and even manipulate some of the good people if he had to. You know, because he was willing to do whatever it takes, so that'd be really cool to see. Rosalinda Melendez wrote, Probably not very cool. The guy could be the guy could be a real mess, and you're right about that, Rosalinda. I'd much prefer Michonne in dealing with sticky situations. I wrote back, definitely. I just meant I thought it would mix things up and be funny, like Negan in tomorrow's episode. Rosalinda, I'm assuming, is not a fan of Negan, <laughs> said sorry, I'm just not with you. He was a controlling creep, best left in the past. And Rosalinda, I mean, to each their own. If he had stuck around, I see him basically becoming an anti-hero. Lots of cool dynamics could come out of that, because he's close to some of our heroes and could manipulate them if he had to, but would also just mix things up and be a real threat to the villains? I don't know. I think it would be really cool to see. Jason Hardwick, are you Chris's brother, Jason? I, I might have made that joke before, I'm sorry if I haven't, buddy. He wrote, Shane wouldn't put up with shit! Hashtag, Shane don't put up with shit all day! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Dude, I love that comment. That <laughs> Shane won't put up with shit! 
Oh man, that's so awesome. It reminds me of that um that Chuck Norris meme that they made a Chuck Norris toilet paper, but it didn't sell at all because it wouldn't take anybody's shit. <laughs> that would be Shane. Brianna Buller just wrote a, a little emoji face of a face turning green and throwing up. Uh, sure, Brianna. I mean, like I said, to each their own. I'm sorry you don't like it, and don't get it wrong. If Shane was just gonna come back and be an evil douchebag, even more and more unhinged and against the good guys, like become a villain, I wouldn't want to see that. I'm saying kind of more in lines with our friend Jake earlier. I think I would like to see him kind of be an anti-hero, but side with the good guys and basically be like Rick's best man. You know, like Rick and Daryl being the dynamic trio. I think that'd be really cool. And next we got a few comments about episode six, Bonds. Paul Risdale wrote, Very good, to be honest. I see a comedy act with Beta and Negan laughing at the skin on a tree bit. Yeah, me too. And from what Ryan Hurst wrote, any time on set when him and Negan or Jeffrey Dean Morgan were together was like the best stuff to film. So I'm excited. I really hope so. Uh, Brianna Buller wrote in again to say, You really dug it. I see what you did there, lol. Yeah, you caught me. You're the only one that actually caught that or mentioned it anyway, but yeah, I use puns. Next up, the TWD VIP winner for episode 6 was... Drumroll, please. Negan. Got a bunch of votes again, but this time the margin wasn't quite so close. 81% for Neegs versus Carol's 19. Guess people are with me on her being extra headstrong and unhinged lately. Can't make your way out of that one, sister. Next up was a picture of Dr. McCreepy Dante, and our friend Jonathan Gillespie shared a cool gif of Kevin Sorbo from Hercules. I met him back in the day, by the way. He's still super jacked at 50, and like a foot taller than me, but anyways. He said, he looks just like him, and I don't know if I really see the resemblance between Dante and him. Maybe if you shave the beard, but there's a little bit of similarity there. I'll give you that, buddy. Last but not least, I have to pick a Walking Dead community winner for this week. And the random winner I chose from all the comments we received... Brian Kinross. Brian, buddy, message me on the Facebook or at the email at twdpodcast at gmail.com. I'll put a post up on the Facebook page to alert you to it in case you don't see the show in time. But yeah, guys, each week I pick one of you that leave a comment. So next week will be your last chance for a little while because I only do it during the on season of the show. But uh, yeah, Brian Kinross and Robert Garth, if you see this message, let me know. You'll win a prize. And make sure to keep commenting and talking this week, guys. Keep the conversation going because you could win a prize as well. And that's it for this week. Remember to have your comments and questions heard on the show. Email us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or post a comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash walkingdeadpodcast. Join the fun with Scott and I playing The Walking Dead No Man's Land. Not a sponsor. Yet. It's a free mobile game where you can fight along us by joining our Death Squad Z clan in the game. Get a free audiobook and support our show by getting a free month trial from our sponsor, Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash dead today. Again, that's AudibleTrial.com slash D-E-A-D for a free audiobook that helps support our show. Anyways, guys, there's never been a better time to be a nerd. So stay safe. Thank all Dayton, of you Ohio. For not being and we'll see you back today. here for our next episode. And not Hi. having this meeting with me or, or being seen on your way out. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please check out our website for all the latest news and updates at thewalkingdeadpodcast.com and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walkingdeadpodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TWDpodcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You can also post comments on our website and Facebook page. The Walking Dead Podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com, and SoundCloud. 
If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.